Welcome back to Lab. I'm your host, Natalia Vargas, and we are back for another episode. I've been balls deep in renovations. My guest is already fucking up. That's fine. We're going to forgive him. <laughs> so now I can go back to a regular scheduled program, which is podcasting and having fun with everybody. Today, I have someone very special for you all. He's a DJ producer and overall cool human being with average humor. <laughs> Welcome to the house studio, Stephen Gibson, also known as Gibby, and better known as Harmonic. Welcome to the house studio. Oh, thank you. I'm excited to be here. That's right. He lives with me now, so he is forced. It is in his contract that he has to be on the podcast here and there because he's actually pretty funny. I just had to give you shit a little bit, you know, because I have to like oh, yeah. bring you down to build you back up later. Absolutely. <laughs> So welcome. Are you excited? Is it your first podcast or no? Uh, first podcast, yeah. Okay, I've cool. Done one interview before, so. Oh, how could you? Before? Yeah. yeah. You should have warned me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's start with the basics. The first thing we start. Should we, should we have a little fireball? Absolutely. I feel like we should. Gibby actually bought like this candy cane thing full of fireball, which is really exciting and good for my health. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my god. Mm. Okay, that, that's the good stuff. It did not go down my throat really well. <laughs> All right. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's delicious. Yep, it's the elixir. It hasn't gotten better since we were like 18 in high school, but you would think they would improve the formula a little bit, but you know, but it still slaps. All right. <laughs> so let's start with the basics. Um, you know, introduce yourself. Who are you? You know, what do you do? Get people kind of like a Sparks Notes bio of yourself. All right, yeah, so like you said, I'm Steven Gibson, a.k.a. Harmonic, a.k.a. Gibby, uh, many other nicknames, but I'm a dubstep and EDM producer based out of Flagstaff, Arizona, uh, and I'm working to go worldwide with my music and spread love and joy through my platform. That's amazing. That's why I had to get an interview with you now, because then you're going to cost too much money. So, you know, I got to get it going now. Got to get it well. Yeah. I'm cheap. Yeah. <laughs> got to get it when it's $3.99. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I want to start by asking, you know, like, how did you know you wanted to get into music? Like, where did, the, where did this relationship start? Since before I can remember, I've wanted to be a musician. Uh, when I was younger, like in elementary school, I wanted to be a rock star. I wanted to be the lead guitarist in a, nice. a rock band. Did you learn how to play the guitar? I did, yeah. Oh, that's cool. I had a family band and was the lead guitarist of our family band. Low flex? Yeah, of course. Yeah. You were probably like the coolest guy in your school. Oh, yeah. Super <laughs> rad. Yeah. Um, then in high school and middle school, I wanted to be a rapper and, you know, kind of dabbled in that. And then once I graduated, I discovered uh, electronic music and fell in love and knew that's what I wanted to do in my life. So... Nice. And where do you draw inspiration from, if you have any at all? Uh, well, my biggest inspirations are Slander, Grizz, and Freddie nice. Mercury, actually. Interesting. Um, I love Slander because they mix uh, feel-good music with you know heavy stuff that makes you kind of lose your mind. Grizz is that funk that I love. I love funk, and yeah. I've grown up with funk, and uh, Freddie Mercury just connects with a crowd like nobody else can and uh that's something i really strive to do when i'm playing do you have like any sort of creative process at all like when you're like composing or mixing things together i don't know if composing was the right word you know i'm ignorant (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm doing my best (laughs) Uh, so when i'm prepping for my sets and uh getting ready for shows 
I usually start with like meditating and visualizing myself on like really big stages of my favorite festivals and I'll like close my eyes, take deep breaths and then imagine like all the sensations I'm feeling and then imagine myself starting uh, a set on those stages. Then when I'm choosing my music for those sets, I imagine myself in the crowd at those festivals. Really? I imagine myself, if I was in that crowd, would I like that song to be played? So, and you're like, fuck yeah! Yeah, I'm like, oh, wow, I'd be going so hard to this one. It's definitely going to be my set. Uh, yeah. And then with production, I don't really have a creative process yet, but I think as I get more experience and kind of hone into my specific style and uh, techniques, that I will have a pretty like cut-and-dry creative process. So Yeah, that's pretty cool. You kind yeah. of manifest a lot. Which is really good. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I like to put... They say people that put it put things into visions like that. Like when you imagine yourself bigger than you are now and better, like eventually it'll come true. Yeah. And absolutely. I really do think that. I really do believe that. So I think it's... You keep doing that. Keep issuing bigger and bigger stages and I think that you can go really far. Yeah. And also, I think it goes to show too, you're not just like thinking about these things. You're also like working really hard and I've seen you work really hard for a long time. So... Yeah. But it's good that you have that vision. It's like, oh, I want to play like a Coachella. I want to play here. I want to play there. Like, it's just really cool. Yeah, absolutely. It's awesome. I'm all about the law of attraction and, uh, yeah, visualizing where I want to go in life. Yeah. So. Especially living in Flagstaff near Sedona. And that's like very big here. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I was going to ask, a lot of people say, you know, like, do you like your job? Do you like what you do? I want to ask you, why do you like what you do? Uh, my favorite part about uh, DJing and playing music for people is bringing people together and creating moments for people that, you know, they can't find outside of that setting. I know music has saved my life at shows where I've been going through really hard times and then hearing songs and being connected with all these people around me has just given me hope and given me an escape for a few seconds. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, connecting with people and giving them joy and bringing everybody together and seeing people dance and lose their minds and... What do yeah, you, it's about the people for me. What do you think about music that creates that like emotion? Because I do when I when I go to festivals and concerts, I do feel like a kind of like connectedness. God, that's that's, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I'm at a concert, like I do feel like connected to people because we all like the same artists, and like if they're playing a sad song, I'm like, oh my god, oh yeah. And when yeah. they play a happy song, we're all happy together. And something magical about that to an extent, but. W- what do you feel like, you know, what do you feel about that sentiment? Like, what about it You do you think helps people come together? That's been a big thing that I've been trying to work on as an artist, uh, especially with dubstep. It's usually an aggressive and, like, bass-heavy style of music that yeah. doesn't have much emotion. But even in those moments, people are losing their minds and going, you know, losing their minds together and yeah. going so hard together <laughs> yeah. that you feel connected. But I've also been really trying to connect that with really emotional music that speaks to your heart and your soul and you know everybody goes through heartbreak everybody goes through tough times and when those songs that connect to so many people are playing then those people connect as well i'm a super weird person so you you know being able to go to a setting like that and just be exactly who i want to be as weird as i want to be and just Mm -hmm. being embraced for that is a huge thing for me, and I think uh, a big thing that brings people together. So Nice. I like that. So what do you think makes your music unique in particular, and what message do you want to convey with it? You know, I think that music, 
it's kind of like a language that, you know, it's unspoken, but we all like feel it and hear it. And like, I don't know, I can't really explain the feeling that I get from music, but it's amazing. <laughs> but you know, what are you trying to convey? Like what kind of message are you trying to send when you're playing music? Yeah. I mean, music is a love language, so obviously. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think what makes my music different is uh, it's just a culmination of my life and all the different influences and things that have inspired me. And, uh, you know, growing up, my cousins are in a funk band, so obviously funk has a really special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. I like to get funky and get a little <laughs> jiggy with it, you know, and then... Yeah, hip-hop was a big part of my life, so I really like choruses and, uh, you know, like hip-hop riffs inside of my music. And then, obviously, dubstep. I I, I grew up as a cellist, so oh, I'm really? musically trained. Yeah, I started playing cello when I was three. Oh my god, that's so, so my, fancy. I'm classically trained, so I think that my style of like dubstep kind of conveys that. It's more musical, it's not like repetitive or boring. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the music I'm trying, or the, the message that I'm trying to convey, I guess is just uh, that you're worth it and Aww. that, you know, we got this, even if it's through dubstep when you're going hard and you're <laughs> aggressive, you're like, yes, I got this, like, woo, let's go. Yeah. Or when it's feely, like, okay, like, I'm not alone. Yeah. Uh, I, got I got this. I got broken up I too. Got this, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or- so... Yeah, I just I think I just want to make people feel like they're worth it and that they aren't alone. Yeah. Whatever way that I choose to do it at that moment. I feel like we've talked we've talked about this before, but a lot of great music comes from a lot of great pain. Yeah, some of my biggest best creative things that I've done has come from pain and heartbreak. And, uh, that's not something that I want a lot of in my life, but it definitely makes you uh, very creative, and uh, you really you really feel it hard. So it shed single tear yeah. or a couple. Um, I'm not crying. Huh? No, yeah, I'm, fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. But look, listen. No one likes any. Look, if you had a full happy life, oh, we piss. We're like, oh, and you get to do this too. Fuck you. Yeah, no, nah, nah, you gotta go through something. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, you got no credibility. Good, stay relatable. Exactly. <laughs> So on that note, you know, I kind of wanted to talk about the dark side of the industry. You know, is there a dark side to your industry? And kind of, you know, give me the dirt on like your music journey so far. Do you have any 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 hot gossip for us? Any naughty things that have happened? Um, I don't know about naughty, but there's definitely (laughs) there's some really dark parts to the industry. I've been doing it for like eight years, and about halfway through my career. I was gaining a following and getting fans and playing shows. And then I actually, one of the darkest times of my career was after I won the uh, Best of Flag contest for That's awesome. Best Local and Musician, which I thought was going to give me more gigs and allow me to really grow. You're like, fuck yeah, I did it. Um, <laughs> but uh, something about the culture in Flagstaff. I, I didn't get booked for a year and a half. Oh, wow. And, so you I, know, I thought it was going to be a big stepping stone. And, uh, yeah, I wasn't able to play for people for a yeah, year and a half. A year and a half. So, did you, like, uh, stream or anything like that during that time? Like, what did you do when you were not getting booked? I mean, during that time, I was just working on, you know, music. I was releasing mixes and doing whatever I could, you know, playing house parties, but that's different than, like, an actual gig. Right. 
the big thing about that though is the dark side of the industry is the people and you need to surround yourself with really good people because there are a lot of really bad people that have bad intentions in the industry and if you ever if somebody ever feels threatened by you in this industry they will do everything to really? block you from going where you want to be really and um yeah i've experienced that firsthand and that's I guess why I really try to lift up other artists as much as I can. Yeah. But that was a new thing as well uh, after I went through that. Because I realized, I, I felt like it was a competition with other DJs. Interesting. Trying to be the top DJ or whatever. Um, and, you know, competing with people. And then once that happened, kind of flipped my perspective. And I realized that I should just be lifting up all of the other artists around right. me. And supporting everybody any way I can. Uh, yeah. doesn't matter about the drama or anything. And once I started doing that, it started coming back to me and helping me. Yeah. And uh, that really helped me grow as a person and as an artist. So. Yeah, it's funny because a lot of people think that, like, to be the best, you have to beat everybody else out. And, like, the reality is that, like, and I think a podcaster or comedian uses an example, but, like, success is like kind of like a popcorn, like, People are going to pop at different times. Like, we can all be gorgeous popcorn. It's just yeah. like, give it time. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, we're yeah. all hoping at different times. Yeah, So, exactly. like, to beat someone down is just, it's not going to make you any better. It's not going to make you any less. Like, because you're going to be successful for your own reasons. Mm-hmm. Because we're all different, right? Like, we're not yeah. all replicas of each other, which is what makes us, what makes art so cool. Yeah. But that's interesting that you said that people were trying to pin you down. Like, was just, like, not booking you and things like that? Or just, like... Uh, yeah, I, w- I went for getting booked all the time to literally zero bookings for about a year and a half. There was a... Yikes. There was some drama between me and uh, other people that uh, just really built up and kind of blew up. And I didn't really realize how much of an impact that had. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, you're you're not benefiting anybody else by being like detrimental yeah. or degrading. Like, I think once you surround yourself with really good people mm-hmm. that will watch out for you, that's the biggest thing. But don't ever like just support everybody around you. Otherwise, you're gonna get beat down. Oof. In this industry, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. You know, oh my be God. positive. Be loving. And yeah, don't come into it cocky like I did when I started. <laughs> Yeah, I think that was probably my biggest reason. But so people were uh, like, "Fuck this guy, he's too confident. Oh, yeah, wow. <laughs> Put him down." He he's gonna be world famous. Like, <laughs> fuck that. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, that's well, you know. Yep. <laughs> Ouch. I mean, I would hurt. Yeah. Big reality check. Yeah. I probably needed it. <laughs> <laughs> but on that note, you know, what is it like to perform in front of hundreds of people? You know, I can imagine it's kind of like being on drugs. <laughs> Like, do you get nervous when you do this? Like, do you, have you had, like, a journey to not be nervous? Like, I don't know. For me, like, that sounds, like, super intimidating. Because, like, especially with performing, it's, like, if, if the audience hates it, you're just you're just stuck there for an hour. And you're, like, well, <laughs> like, yeah. I guess I'm playing yeah, exactly. Like, oh, oh, they're still paying me. Yeah, um, so tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, no, that's a really good question. I guess to start, like, when I used to play, like, my first gigs downtown and, like, actual gigs... I was crazy nervous. I've just been an anxious person most of my life, mm-hmm. uh, especially being in front of people. And uh, I remember my first gig, I got so nervous. I got way too drunk. 
Oops. I, I mean, I had a good set, <laughs> but then got too drunk afterwards. And uh, that, yeah, that's not the best image that you want to do. No, speaking of which, um, fireball. Yeah, fireball. <laughs> Might as well. well yeah, I, yeah, fireball helps sometimes. Um, and, you know, for a few years, I definitely was very nervous playing shows. Yeah. I would get really, I'd psych myself up and uh, get, you know, overthink things and put myself in a place that I didn't need to be like once, you know, it's, this is what I love and what I do. Once I go up there and pre- pre- press play, uh, things just happen naturally and I connect with the crowd. Another example of that is after COVID, after not playing shows for two years, I was the most nervous I'd ever been. Yeah. It was literally like, uh, uh, you know, Eminem song, Mom's Spaghetti. I literally <laughs> went up and threw up in the alleyway before my set. Oh, wow. And I was freaking out for no reason but once i got up there and pressed play on the first song everything just came together that's scary though um, yeah i it's think it's terrifying. a little bit like imposter syndrome like maybe i shouldn't do this maybe i'm not good maybe i'm trash it's like you get into your head over yeah, and over exactly especially when you haven't done something in a long time i think that it can just be like am i should i keep doing this exactly or not but like, like i think that you know you're in the right place like when you're up there, like, it feels like home. Like, it feels comfortable and, like, things just come to you. It's kind of like a, just, like, it's almost like a muscle that just hasn't been used. And, like, the moment that you start doing, like, riding a bike, it's like, oh, shit, like, I am really good at this. Like, this is really exciting. Yeah. So that's cool. No, but, exactly. You know, and, you our know, heads are amazing. The, yeah. They're, like, to get in the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. So, you know, it's been so long. And once I pressed play and started, I, that was one of the best gigs I've had in a, a while. But playing in front of hundreds of people, I uh, recently played at the Orpheum, which was the biggest that gig of my life awesome. so far. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. Who did you open for? Uh, Hesh and Domer and Zia. Uh, yeah, I've dreamed about playing that stage for a long, long time. And that was one of the big things I was worried about, was getting anxious and mm-hmm. kind of freaking out before the show. This year was the year that I really decided to like commit myself to this and yeah. just grow and work as hard as I could to make this my make my dreams come true and right. once they started coming you know things kept happening and before that show I didn't have any nerves at all which was yeah. really really strange for me yeah I was just like oh like <laughs> what's going on like am I okay <laughs> why am I not having um, a panic attack right but, now what's going on <laughs> yeah exactly like oh what the heck uh, but I mean, I just knew, you know, I've dreamed and envisioned that for so many years. I think that when it happened, I was just ready and yeah. Um, not saying that I'm not going to have nerves before shows in the of course, future. Yeah. Uh, but playing in front of hundreds of people like that, in front of my hometown, tons yeah. of my friends from like high school that I hadn't seen in years showed up. My parents were on the rail. Oh, your parents were there? No way. Yeah, they were right Wait. middle front on the rail, headbanging to my Dr. Set. Gibson's. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. You know, like people, you know, showed out to me and it was the biggest crowd I ever played and uh, there was nothing like it. And That's awesome. I just another reminder that this is what I want to do in life and I want to keep doing as much as I can to make this bigger and better. So Yeah. Yeah. What? Cool. I love that. I mean, that that's amazing. Like, this is a huge accomplishment. So, congratulations! Yeah, thank I can't you. wait to see you keep playing and continue to break my neck in your shows. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but you know, talking about that was a great high for you. Like, that was yeah. like one of the best shows you've ever had. It's kind of easy, you know, to like think that oh my god, like success is so exciting because people don't really think about the lows. 
so it's I think my point is like it's really easy to keep going when you have that validation, right? You get the yeah. big show, you get the big gig, you're getting oh my god, all these plays like on Spotify or whatever. You know, how do you move forward when things are not going that way? You know, like a song doesn't hit, like or like, you know, you go to you go to a show and like not as many people that you want it showed up. Like yeah, how do you keep venue. going? Yeah, no, that's a really good question. Uh, and actually super relevant to this past year of my life. Uh, you know, even though I just played my biggest gig ever, yeah, I think it was around maybe June or before, maybe April, uh, that I, I think, you know, COVID was a part of it, but I was at the lowest low of my career and I was right on the verge of giving up on music completely. Really? And oh, wow. I was about to just say well I tried for so many years whatever I guess it's not for me mm-hmm. uh, you know post everywhere and just be like hey thank you guys everybody that's supported me but I can't do this anymore oh, wow. you know I I was in a really dark place and getting through that it's it, you just have to you have to do it for the music and remember what you're in it mm-hmm. for um, you know I've posted mixes that I thought were going to be the best thing that I've ever done. <laughs> yeah. And it gets like six listens. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, now where I'm at, you know, some of my mixes have got, you know, they get yeah. thousands and thousands of Which plays. Awesome. Yeah. And then I will make one that I think is going to be the best and mm-hmm. it gets nothing. And that really beats you down. But yeah, the only reason that it sucks when that happens is that you're focused on the wrong thing. You're focused on plays and like, right. you know, stats and stuff like that when, you know, in rela- reality, I'm here to do this, to make people happy and bring right. joy in any way that I can. So yeah. even if that's two people, mm-hmm. that's what I have to stick to. If that makes me happy too, I have to stick to that and push through because, you know, life's like a roller coaster. There's yeah. lows, there's highs. Yeah. And as long as you push those, through those lows... Uh, and just keep doing what you love for the reason that you love it, then I think you can get through even the worst times. I know? agree. Yeah, it's it's hard. Like, even with podcasting, you know, like, some episodes do really, really well. I'm like, oh, yeah. my God. Ooh. I'm the next star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then exactly. I get, like, ba- like you know, like, yeah. I would say even, like, 80% less. And then I have yeah. to think about, like, oh, maybe people don't yeah. like this. Yeah. So like, oh, my God, oh, maybe I, I lose. Like, <laughs> maybe I'm not that funny. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, like, my biggest ego thing because yeah. I love being funny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, like, it is really hard because, like, when you get a low and I don't get that many plays, like, it does get mm-hmm. in my... I get in my head as well. Absolutely, And I'm yeah. like, oh, my God, maybe I am a loser. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe yep. no one cares what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. But then I'll do another episode and then, like, I'll get a lot of plays. So much feedback. But yeah. even the episodes that I've had, like, lower plays or whatever, like, I've had, like, one person reach out and be like, oh, I really mm-hmm. like this. It's really helped me and then that kind of reminds you you know okay it's not about like you getting 300 plays versus 20 you know it's like one person's gonna resonate to what you said yeah and that kind of reminds you oh maybe like i do have talent maybe like this is what i'm meant to be doing yeah but if you just go off stats all the time you know yeah it's like doing drugs like you can't be on cocaine all the time you know (laughs) (laughs) if that's the case like that's an issue yeah no Um, absolutely like you want to get the most reach that you can so you want the most plays but of it's course it's not really about getting reach it's more about like connecting yeah to people and that was a big wake-up call for me yeah as well uh i, I used to delete mixes after no i posted them if there wasn't enough feedback and not enough people listened <laughs> i would happened. just delete them i'm like all right no you never saw it all right 
Yeah. <laughs> kind of like a bad relationship. It never yeah, happened. Like, I, don't I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what know. you're talking about. Uh, and then I I posted a mix that was, uh, it's my alter ego, King of Hearts, which is all really feely. Which, like, love that. Yeah. yeah, like really beautiful music that really connects to your heart and, you know, can be kind of sad sometimes. Yeah. And I had two different people. It got, it, it, I think it's probably my least played mix on yeah. SoundCloud, actually. But I've had two people come up to me and tell me that it saved their life. Really? Um, and that they wouldn't be here without it. And, wow. Uh, That's awesome. After that, I, you know, kind of realized, like, what it's not about, you know, I'll get reached later, but it's still about connecting with people. Yeah. And, and you know, what's another thing I think I would like you to know is that, like, being, like, people that are really, you think about, like, people that you love, for example, like Grizz, like, the reason why they're famous and the reason why they're so big is because they did something unique and different. Mm-hmm. And when you do something different and unique, it takes a while for it to catch on. Things have become mm-hmm. trendy. Yeah. Like, it takes one second, you know? And then, like, Absolutely. oh, my God, that's so different. That's so cool. And it blows up. Yeah. But, sure. you know, what's trendy all the time, however, it can be very copy-paste, very similar. So I think that's the thing with people that are really successful is that you have to do things differently which takes yeah. some time for it to catch on, you know? Absolutely. And I think with, like, music and what you're doing is that even though sometimes, like, things can be really low, things are not that great, like, you are rich people, you are touching hearts, which just, like, kind of lets you know. I feel like that's, like, the universe being, like, it's going to be okay. Like, it's letting you know, like, you yeah. are doing something. But, Absolutely. you know, like, sometimes, like, things take a while. Yeah. You know, I think about, like, the biggest podcasts in the world, the biggest DJs, like it doesn't happen they, overnight. No, they were <laughs> they've been no. through it. Yeah, like, exactly. and it's because like people are not used to hearing certain things because they're it's unique, it's different. You're like, yeah. what the fuck is this? And then eventually you're like, what the fuck is this? Oh, is this thing? Oh, this is actually oh, good. Yeah, yeah, and then it sure. slaps, and then that's how it blows up and it becomes huge. But you kind of have to keep adding. You kind of have to keep going, right? Yeah, for sure. And then, like even in that sense, like. If you keep plugging away and keep at it, you know, I've been doing this for eight years. My first mixes I ever posted, like three plays ever. And even my lowest mixes, uh, they still get like, you know, 100 plus, which is on the low end of the spectrum. But that still is constantly growing. Your lowest lows, uh, you know, it's still higher than you were. You're always growing and building. And even if you gain one fan... Every that's, month, that's, that's loyal still fan. one more fan, <laughs> and you know, you, yeah. you get that following, and you get people that really recognize it. Yeah, and, and also you're it doing takes it. Time. Yeah, yeah, and you're also doing it organically, right? Like you're not yeah. buying followers, like you know, and you the people that follow you actually really like your music, like they really yeah. enjoy what you're doing, and like they're supporting you, and like that's what you want to have like in your corner, anyways. Absolutely, you yeah. know. I want yeah, I want people that really like care about what I'm doing. It's yeah. been tough because a lot of the DJs that I've been around and played with, uh, they've bought followers or they just like pander to uh, a bigger audience instead of sticking with what they love and who they are. And Yeah. Uh, I like to think that I'm sticking with that. And yeah. It means a lot to me. So, yeah. There you go. I mean, I think it's good. Good to not sell out. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> not going to sell out until it's uh, enough money. <laughs> look nothing wrong with making some dough like i feel like if you, know. you make it and then like you want to sell a little bit to make some dollars like i enjoy it. you gotta yeah. buy a house you gotta you know. buy the house you know you gotta buy all the obviously, things obviously money you money you know, they say money doesn't buy happiness but, like, but i've never seen somebody <laughs> not smiling on a jet ski so yeah yeah 
Agree. I've never seen anybody not smile in their yacht. Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know. Yeah, you gotta but do like, what you gotta do. Of course. Yeah, but I do I do like that you're kinda of staying true to who you are, true to your music, and like I think that that's how you'll succeed if you just stick to that. Yeah. Because sometimes like trying to be trendy, like you just become like another like blur, you know, yeah. just like in a what? sea of other people that are doing the exact same thing because they think it's trendy and like you know, sometimes yeah. you got to find the thing that's unique and different. And exactly. I've seen so many DJs burn out because of that, because they're just trying to be trendy and new. And Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. I think that's what's gotten me through it. So Yeah. So how do you think these lows have shaped, like, your vision of what success should look like? I guess kind of what I'm asking is, like, what does success look like to you? Yeah. I Well, the, my lows are one of the biggest things that shaped who I am today. Mm-hmm. Um. I used to be so focused on becoming the biggest DJ in the world. You know, I used to want to be Martin Garrix playing. <laughs> That's like, it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not world famous by the time I'm 18. What am I doing? Like, what the <laughs> hell? And then having those lows and, like, really realizing what I need to be focused on. I don't, I really don't care about being, like, famous or anything like that. The thing that draws me to it is that I just want to reach as many people as I can and connect them with them with my music. Yeah. Um, and even if, you know, I never make it into the top 100 DJs or, like, you know, main stage EDC or anything, like, but now you will. I, but I will. <laughs> you got to manifest. Yeah. But you will. <laughs> I want to hear this exact clip playing in, like, five years and just be like, that's yeah, right. He, look, he did it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, those lows are really, like, they made me realize that I'm not in this to be famous. I'm not in this to like mm-hmm. be rich or anything. Um, I, I'm here to like make people's lives better and spread love and joy. And if I never yeah. accomplish, you know, if I'm never famous or playing main stages of the big festivals, if I can go around the world and spread love and happiness wherever I can, that's all I care about. Yeah. And... And also, it's just fun, you know? Like, what you're doing, it's like, it's so much fun. You enjoy it. Like, it brings yeah. you, it like, fills you up in a wonderful way. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's, that's what people should focus on, you know? Like, and it's hard not to think about the other things. Like, I want to be course. famous. I want to yeah. see my job. I want to, like, it's hard not to. But I would think about it, put it in perspective, like, what if you just stop doing it tomorrow? Yeah. You know, no. what does your day to day look like? You wake up, watch well, TV. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's like you might have, and also what's exciting about it is that you're, you know, your, your career is just open. And that's what yeah. I always tell people that haven't quote unquote made it yet. Is like, this is making it. The journey is like, is a huge part of it. Yeah. But like if every day you're like waking up, you're writing music, like you are just, you're having a great time. Like even though you're not world famous or anything like that <sighs> at this moment, you know, Bless you, by the way. <laughs> you know, like, you're still doing what you love every day, you yeah. know? And that's really, really fun. Because then if you were just, if you just quit, what does your life look like without it? You know? Yeah. It's pretty boring. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> it's not, and like, not knowing where, like, life could take you and where you're going. And when you haven't reached that goal, it's kind of exciting because, like, you still have them to look forward to. For sure. awesome. You yeah. know? And that's the problem with people with, like, happiness. People think that, like, if I get X, Y, Z, then I'll be happy. Yeah. And if you could continue to live your life that way, like, you're never going to be happy. Yeah. You know, are you dying? Yeah, I am dying. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a big thing just being happy where you are. And that's one of the things that got me through. Yeah, like, yeah. I think earlier this year was my biggest low that I've ever been through. Yeah. But I can't, like, it's, I love it. 
It's and think my about favorite. It. It, yeah. It's my joy and my passion. Yeah. I can't imagine my life without it. And that's, yeah, one of the reasons I got through it. And, yeah. And look look where I got uh, you. You played yeah. at your, like, dream venue. Yeah, like one of the, yeah, I dreamed of that one of your show. Dream venues. Yeah. I mean, Stepping Stone. But, right. you know. Uh, and also, you know, having fun with it, I think that's what draws a lot of people to it and why I've gained more of a following. Because if you've ever seen me on the stage, You're I'm lit. You're not lit. just standing there. <laughs> I am jumping around. I am going crazy. Yeah. I, even if it's one person at the show, I am going to have fun and You're I am like, going to go listen, hard. You and me, baby. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And you really do look like. I think I told you when I was drunk at Tequila Sunrise, <laughs> but I was like, you look so happy and excited and like, I feel like that's what you're meant to do because like, you just have genuine joy when you're up there. Like you're like dancing and like people are enjoying it. Like, like people really like, but obviously that's a validation point. Like you yourself alone, like yeah. you're just happy up there, you know? And like, yeah. I could tell you're like focused and enjoying it and like, it's really cute to see, like, you just, like, yeah. out there, you know? I was like, oh, my God, he really loves this. Especially yeah. now getting to know you a little bit better, you know? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wow, he really, really loves this. And it's, yeah. it's adorable. Like, sure. you just look happy, yeah. you know? And, like, it's cool to see people, like, just doing what they like and being really good at it. So, yeah. that's awesome. Well, I appreciate that, yeah. Yeah, keep doing it. I also, like, if the DJ isn't having fun to their music, then why should you in the crowd? Exactly. So, uh... Yeah. Yeah, you're lit. You know, like, I'm going to have fun and I mean, go crazy up there because you... I love it. And if you love it too, then go crazy with me. Yeah. But I'm still going to be loving it and doing it, you know? <laughs> That's awesome. And, yeah. <laughs> um, so on that note, like, is there any part of your journey so far that you would have changed? Um, honestly, no. Even those times with, like, those toxic relationships with other DJs in, like, mm-hmm. the industry and stuff... As rough as those times were, they were really big learning uh, experiences for me. And they helped shape who I am and, uh, you know, how focused I am and, like, what I want to do. And, uh, you know, like, I wouldn't know about all those toxic people in the industry. I wouldn't know that I need to do so-and-so differently if I didn't go through those times. And I think, you know, that's every, every bad experience is a, an amazing learning experience. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm just, I'm glad where I'm at today and I wouldn't change it. Mm-hmm. I, the only thing I would maybe change is my, <laughs> my gratitude. And, uh, when I started, I was at, like pretty cocky and arrogant, but Listen. you know, I learned through bad experiences <laughs> that. That's not it. So, but look, sometimes it's good to be confident, and yeah. it's good to just be out there and be like, "I can do yeah. anything." There's <laughs> a fine line between uh, cockiness and confidence. Right, it's very so, thin. It's very, very thin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I get that. And lastly, I kind of want to end with like you know two more questions. You know, what would what does music mean to you, and what advice would you give to someone starting out? Like, what if, if you have a son, for example, or a friend that's, like, young and wants to start out, like, what would you tell them? Yeah. Um, to me, music is, I mean, it's it's everything. Uh, it helps me process my emotions and how I approach the world, I guess. You know, when I'm sad, there's sad songs that help me process things in my brain. Um, mm-hmm. If I'm happy, there's that helps bring me happiness and so I think music to me 
is a tool to shape the world around you. I think that's what's so beautiful about it. So you can mm-hmm. change your physical space around you. Oh, I love by that. By making people yeah. happy and or sad or whatever. But you can, yeah, literally change your reality. And to me, music is a way to shape my reality into what I want it to be be or what awesome. I think other people want it to be. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, <laughs> Are you a poet? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was really nice. I'm a DJ, so <laughs> I put those poems into songs. Excellent. Voila. <laughs> voila. Um, and if there's any advice I would give, you know, starting out DJs or my younger self or anything like that, it it's just to stay true to yourself and Stay focused on what you're in it for. Stay focused on the music. And don't worry about what other people are doing. Do Just be the best you can be. Don't compare yourself. Definitely do not ever compare yourself to anybody yeah. else. Comparing That's yourself to anybody ever, <laughs> is you're going to have a bad time. But <laughs> It's true, though. Yeah. It, it really, like... To compare yourself to somebody else is just like, you will never be this person. No. Never. Yeah. Like, who they are, where they come from, where they're going is completely different. Also, yeah. even though you may think you want what they have, like, trust me. No. Like, there's so many artists that yeah. like, you're like, oh my God, they're the king of the world. And like, they're depressed, they're addicts, they're fucked up. Mm-hmm. And like, if they could go back and tell me like, I would just want to be a normal dude. I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's just, things are more complex than what you think, you know? And, like, you're going to have your highs, you're going to have your lows, but exactly. don't compare yourself. But especially with social media. You know, oh, you yeah. only see the best parts of people, what they want you to see. Of course. Like, I, yeah. The biggest thing, don't ever compare yourself to anybody else. Just be who you are and, you know, stay focused on you and what you love and the people you love and be positive and be loving and uh, just... Make the world a better place, honestly. Fuck yeah. Even if it's a small thing like holding the door open for somebody or yeah. giving somebody a compliment or like a little smile at somebody. You never mm-hmm. know when that kind of small stuff can change your day. Yeah. And I think a lot of my beginning of my career, I didn't focus on that kind of stuff. And, yeah. And uh, those are the things that really make me the happiest where I'm at. So. I love that. Yeah. Oh Well... You know, I guess you kind of already answered this, but I always end the podcast with guests by asking, you know, if you can go back in time in a time machine mm-hmm. at any point in your life and go back and give Lil Harmonic a piece of advice, what would it be and why? Uh, I, I mean, I think basically what I just said. Is, That's right. You know, just like <laughs> be, be grateful and uh, stay focused on music and, uh, and what you're in it for. I... Young me got too focused on the politics and the drama. Being cool. And, yeah, trying to be cool. And the coolest thing you can do is just be yourself. Yeah. And help other people be themselves. And honestly, and, I think uh, that you're doing just that, which is cool. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, I feel like you're, I mean, for people that don't know you, yeah. um, you know, you have like this energy that... You know, you're kind of goofy and kind of fun, but also really introverted as well. Yeah. Um, you're a little bit of a mixture of both, but you do give people the space to, like, be themselves, you know? Yeah. Like, you'll be goofy for the person that's a little bit shy, and the person that's shy is like, oh, should I come out of my shell? Like, yeah. <laughs> so it's just really nice, and that's the impact that you have just on your personality alone, which yeah. is beautiful and wonderful, and, like, I think that you do that through your music as well, so, Thank you know? You. Yeah. You're doing, you're doing the advice that you oh, would have given yourself, yeah. which is wonderful. That, that means And it's great to, to see. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm a very analytical person with emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 
I can read people's emotions and I care so much about their emotions and what they're feeling that, uh, yeah, I can connect with them in a, I, I think a special way. Yeah. You know, if somebody's sad, I, I'll, like, you know, make eye contact with them and <laughs> do a weird face and be like, hey. Hey, you sad girl? You sad boy? Hey, you good? <laughs> We're good. We're great. You know, or like, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Uh, I think it really means a lot when somebody takes even just a second out of their day. Mm-hmm. Just to like connect with you and make you feel, you know, seen. Oh, there we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't like to feel yeah. seen? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I like to be very seen. I but, know. Uh, yeah. Exhibit I'm, A, the pink I'm, hair, yeah. the nails. <laughs> uh, no way. I'm not flamboyant. I don't want attention. <laughs> me? Never. No. What? Not me. <laughs> I'd never be on a podcast. I would never. <laughs> well, Gibby, that is all I have for you today. Awesome. But since you live with me and I put it in the contract that yeah. it doesn't exist, but it's in my mind. <laughs> Maybe you could come uh, on again and we can make some jokes and make people laugh. Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, but yeah. thank you so much. I'm excited to see what you do with your life and your journey. I'm happy I got you for free 99 while I still can. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. But yeah, thank you. I think this is an important message and, you know, keep killing it, keep doing it. And I'll just be on all your shows now, I guess. Yeah. That's also in the contract. Yeah, so. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, no, thanks for having me on. Yeah. And, uh, I'm well, really excited to see where the podcast goes. and Yeah, me too. And maybe know, we'll, we'll kill each other soon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hopefully. You yeah, know. hopefully. Yeah. What do you mean, hopefully? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to see what we do with the like, creative side yeah. of people's uh, most beautiful side. So there you go. I'm excited to grow together and uh, yeah, me too. You know, go through some bullshit and come out stronger yeah this friendship's gonna really grow guys it's gonna be yeah. exciting or get worse i don't know i don't we'll know see. like it's i said we'll one of out. us might be dead soon or we will love each other and be best friends <laughs> yeah. we'll let you i'll yeah. let you know you'll see it on the news hopefully find out next time <laughs> on the loud podcast yeah. well guys you know as always do what empowers you do what makes you happy and farewell bye bye